Thank you for joining me today in MX Asian American or Mixes Asian American. If you don't know, MX or Mixes represents the gender neutral presentation of Miss or Mr. My name is Karen Zhang and I will be your host, guiding you through the Asian diasporic experience with an emphasis on the Asian American experience. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone, to MX Asian American. Today we have Whitney on the show. Um, you want to introduce yourself first to the listeners? Hi, everyone. Yes, yes. Thank you, Karen, for having me. Uh, I'm Whitney. Um, I'm actually an, a Vietnamese American uh, living in Switzerland. I've been here for three years. Um, it's really laid back over here, um, and um, I enjoy that. I there's not that many options with certain things. And I find that when you don't have so many options, you enjoy those options. It, it, mm. it doesn't, it's not a distraction. Like there's not that many restaurants. There's not that many uh, options for you to go, to go street stores, um, to really do a lot. There's only a few. And I enjoy that. I appreciate what I have. I don't have to have so many choices. Mm. And it's pretty safe. Some a lot of people don't park, uh, don't have to uh, lock up their bike, so it's pretty safe. Yeah, <laughs> that's super it's cool. Uh, yes, it's pretty safe. Yeah, um, I always like to ask my guests this, but um, could you tell us a little bit about how and where you grew up? Um, I actually I grew up. Uh, you know, I'm from Vietnam, so uh, this year I would be turning fifty. So a little bit about my background. So yes, so I went, I immigrated to America back in 1980s. And um, so I remember my, the whole Vietnam War and everything. So I remember escaping it and everything. So I do remember that a lot. And it's, um, it was pretty scary as a girl because anything could happen to a girl at that time because you know I can be raped or I can be harmed and stuff like that but the first time I went there was uh, I arrived it was in California then I arrived in the Houston because that's where my aunt was so uh, a church sponsored us um, and uh, so I grew up in Houston Texas and then now I'm in Switzerland um, so it's been a journey. Uh, I lived in America for over, uh, or Estonian for over 25 years. And then uh, then I moved to Germany. I lived there for quite some time, uh, over 15 years there. And then I moved here uh, to Switzerland. So this is my new home. Oh, um, so what was like the transition like once you got to Houston? like? I, I imagine it's like a really, really big change. Um, Growing up back in Houston, back in the 80s, is really pretty hard um, because I didn't want to, once I didn't speak the language and we don't have any money or whatever, because once we were immigrants, we came to America with nothing. We can't have anything on us, um, not, not any money on us or anything, because if someone touches us to have money or, or any kind of jewelry or anything, we can actually be killed you know so it's better to have nothing on us except what we wear and it can be one clothing that i that it can be wearing for a long time i just don't remember how long um but we 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 grew up in 
you know, in Houston. And at that time, um, we didn't live in a, a home. We lived in someone's patio. Actually, we, we, we rented some patio and uh, we stayed in the patio outside, you know, and uh, there is some cover on the patio, um, you know, um, so yeah, we stay there. It's a warm weather. We always get blankets uh, in the winter and stuff. Um, but to me, I didn't find that it was anything abnormal. As long as we had food, it was safe. We were always together as a family. We didn't have TV at that time because we're, you know, we're outside. Um, so um, yeah, it, it it was a transition, and and to me that was normal. And as I grew, got older, I realized it wasn't normal. But it didn't bother me. It did not. It didn't sadden me or any way. It just something that oh okay, it was a. It was a stage I had to go through, and it and we it, it wasn't a struggle for me because I accepted it as it was a it was just a process that I had to go through a stage I had to go through, and it it was it wasn't anything um, it wasn't anything um, bad or anything of that sort. It was just we were safe. We had food, we had clothing, we had beds to sleep. I mean, it wasn't really a bed, but like a mattress or on the floor, um, you know. So it wasn't anything out of the abnormal. And then we moved out. Um, we, we moved out um, to, an, um, finally to an apartment. And I can tell you a story that's really funny. It's my dad, when he first went to America, said, oh, everybody here is so rich. They all have cars and everything. So what we only had was bikes. And, you know, and the thing I remember my dad was like, he didn't buy locks for the bikes. He's like, oh, no Americans are going to take it. He's like, oh, it's just, you know, they have cars. They don't need bikes. They don't bike around here. So oh yeah, so you can figure out what happened to the bikes. And so right. he didn't lock it. Uh, his first job was working at uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken and he didn't lock it and he they got stolen. Oh no. <laughs> and then yes, and then the second time he did it, yeah, he got smart, he got lost, but he locked the bike, but he didn't lock it to a tree or a bike rack or something. He just locked the bike. So they took the oh bike God. and locked it. <laughs> yes. And so the third time he learned was like, you know what, forget it. I'm just going to take the bus. So he took the bus. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's so that's just a little, you know, funny story that we always um, learned. But as, as, I, as an immigrant moving to America and living there, we didn't see that anything was struggle. The only struggle we had was just the language, not understanding the culture, not understanding the language. And, um, but everything else, we had food, we had family. It was small, it was tight. And um, I think that what's kept us really strong was because we were small and tight and we didn't need so much. Um, and it taught us that way from then on. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's super emotionally mature for you even like at that young age to be able to not feel bitter or feel any bad feelings about your like living situation because I feel like most people would like not feel good about it you know <laughs> but
but you yeah. telling me the story as like yeah. just yeah. a stage in life I feel is yeah. very like yeah. emotionally mature yeah strong and uh i appreciate that no it doesn't make me sad in any way and anyway i have never felt it any way that sad it, it never crossed my mind that it was sad or anything like that even after the after so many years as i got older that i realized that we went there no it was like wow i didn't know that happened that, that i never it never crossed my mind uh -huh. i never knew that it was abnormal mm -hmm. um, or, it never it's just a process a stage that I go through and as I go through uh, to the many different countries and different jobs uh, and working way through college and get my master and everything it, it's just a process uh, you know and I learned as I am getting older and my now I'll be turning 50 it's um it warmed my heart it, it kind of like makes me feel a bit kinder and being more appreciative of of the process everything is really what's really tough in life is the process to 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 go through so that we can go to this age of mine to appreciate that and to get the success that you have in the end yeah i love that um so as you were growing up did you know what you wanted to do no, I did not know what I wanted to do. I, I studied, uh, I was really uh, in high school, I was really into journalism. And so I did that. I did, uh, I did get my leather jacket from that, you know, I was in yearbook and newspaper and stuff like that. Uh -huh. So in college, um, I did not know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to help people. And I didn't want to study so long. I wanted to, to do something and, 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 and just, build a foundation and then from there it takes me somewhere else and um you know I wasn't smart so smart to get uh uh to go to med school or to uh to other uh to become a scientist or anything like that I think it has to do with my background because of uh, the malnutrition I had when I was in Vietnam because we we're so poor um that I think now as I got older, food has really impacted on your brain development. And so that kind of hindered me to, for my brain development, I can only study so much. So um, I, I study areas like nutrition and then led down to nursing. So I study nursing. Um, there was a lot of, I wanted to do also physical therapist, but then there was uh, so much competition with that. And nursing was what stuck with me. Uh, it matches with the nutrition part. So I took nursing and uh, I, I love it. I love being a nurse. I worked as a uh, oncology nurse and I love that because uh, they really have faith and want to make a change. That was the one area that I really like about it is uh, those patients really have really come into faith and uh, nothing religious, but just faith. And for that, they've changed themselves uh, as patients, you know, um, they enjoyed everything in life and want to become better. And um, and I, I love that. I help them uh, battle with the cancer. So it's not, doctors help with the treatment. I come in to help in a way that, okay, Nurse Whitney, let's deal with the cancer. You know, you can't sleep, you can't eat, you're feeling really, crappy you're feeling tired let's let's find something that really helps you so that way you know to feel better with it and so I did that you know um yes 
So uh, I, I always with... think like being a nurse really like you have to have a big heart, I think, to care for people, to take in people's emotions, really there to support them and like a really, really difficult part of their life. Um, yes, you do. Yes, that that is correct. But I've noticed that uh, nurses in, in uh, different countries are different. Uh, yeah. Nursing, yeah, it depends on your role. But yes, that's true. That is very true. You have to be a very uh, a, a kind person, a caring person. Otherwise, it is very draining. It's very stressful. Um, it takes a lot, and uh, and it, it takes a lot for that. Um, the long hours, um, and, and so it's really, really different. But if you don't, nursing, what I like is if you don't like the area that you do, you can always choose a different area. If you don't like uh, working in the hospitals, you can always do administrative. So right now, as you notice, you know, I'm doing more of that, more administrative, more coaching, more helping in different areas with children, um, you know, um, so... Yeah. It, so it, how it, did it, you like make that transition from like being a nurse to like more like assisting with families and children? Um, well, I I worked as an oncology nurse uh, from in Houston and then I met my husband and we were students. Actually, we were both students. We were struggling. We 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 our parents, our backgrounds are both poor. We don't have uh, so both of us. And we just met a student and um, and I worked really hard to save money to pay back my loans and stuff like that. So we got married and when we got married, I moved to Germany and um, I became a nurse in Germany. And in Germany, I was a nurse, but I was more of a family nurse um, mm -hmm. doing teaching, doing educations with children as well as adult education. And then uh, what was great about it was like I had the I worked for the U.S. Department um, for the U.S. government, of course, and they they kind of sponsored me to go to Germany. And so I stationed there in Germany in various different locations. But what I liked about it is they gave me the job as the health consultant. But in that they gave me so many tasks, so many responsibilities that it built me who I am today. I was a teacher, I was a, an educator, I was a, a, an, an auditory uh, controller, um, you know, inspections, I was doing that. And I was dealing with children education as well as adult education and doing nutrition and just, just a lot of things, sanitations and health. So the role was so much for me. And what was great was I had the community that I needed. It's called public health. It's in the, the it's in the area of public health as the nurse. So I have I have an area in Germany where what I'll give you an example, the city was called We Spotted, and there would be that city. And in that city, I am the only one to be able to take care of all the children and all the daycares and all the teachers. And I am to handle all that. I had over, I can have over 200 teachers to take care of. And then about maybe up to 3,000 children that I have to know daily on a daily basic uh, basis um, to take care of them, provide teaching them how to sleep, talk about sleep. Sleep is really important. Uh, and then uh, nutrition is really important. And then uh, taking care of the teachers, you know, uh, teachers teach, but I also teach help the teachers um, teach to handle children who are 
challenges with challenges or with medical diagnosis. So if you have diabetes, I teach the teachers how to help that child to handle that with the diabetes and help that child with the diabetes. If you are challenged behaviors, tantrums, or just can't sit still, or sometimes aggressive children, I help the teacher recognize those symptoms and how to deal with the children with those type of behaviors. So the teachers can really teach. So uh, it becomes that uh, in, in that uh, sometimes is uh, I'm just more of a, a facilitator to see what it is that they're needing. And then I help them with that. I also do home visits. So I look at the home environment and, and see what is it that I can help in with the family and help them with the teachers as well. So it's actually a lot of role. Uh -huh. Yeah, it was like it's such a broad like range of experiences that you got to yes, do yes. and learn. Um, so I guess like from from that job at the Department of Defense, um, you gained so much experience that I feel like you probably use so much of that experience right now, right? In your yes, yes, um, yes. own business venture. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Because it, it sets me different from a therapist because I see the children and I have to know the children almost on a daily basis and I have to visit those children daily. So right. I go to them. I see them in the classroom. I see them at their home. I, they don't come to me. Uh, well, they do when, you know, but it's really rare. It's basically I go to them and visit them and see how they interact with the children, with the teachers and with the families and with their friends and how they're doing. And um, so it's a bit different from what a therapist does, where I only right. gather information or observe only the child and the mom. I, I, I really see the children in action and see um, a lot of things that I am able to use a lot of my knowledge techniques and uh, um, just the caring part of it to work on a lot of these children. So it became great in knowing how to handle difficult children and uh, that's why I really don't like to use medical diagnosis unless it's necessary, you know, right. like if you have diabetes or if you have high blood pressure, or if you have migraines. But when it comes to challenge behaviors, I don't like to chat to to really it doesn't matter to me if the child has autism or ADHD. We work on the behaviors. We work on the challenges. If you can't use if you can't run so fast we're going to make you run fast because we're going to practice running faster. Like, mm -hmm. for instance, um, if someone has a speech delay, we're just going to work on, on you and develop you that you speak a little slower and you know what is it that you want. Uh, we can use cards or we can use sign languages to help you build that uh, to that you speak better. So it really did not matter to me if someone is, is diagnosed with challenge behaviors. And that's that sets me different from uh, some of the therapists that's out there. Yeah. Um, so how did you transition into um, starting your business? I I moved here. Um, I moved here with um, my my dad passed, of course, three years ago, and that changed my route a bit. And so I wanted some uh, time off. So I. Mm -hmm. I let go of that particular uh, job of mine and I moved here in Switzerland and I wanted to give back to society um, in that because the children, my ch I have two children 
and I want to spend time with them. I they the system is made that you really they really need a lot of help over here. The younger generation is different from where I grew up, where they really I feel like they really need guidance and you they need to be there. And what they really need is just love and bringing them back to basics. I let them jump over the puddles. I let them get dirty. They have to be dirty. You know, mm -hmm. they have to wash the dishes. I let them do chores, um, you know, and and that's what I use when during my work as well. I I I I have the community, um, the military allow me to give me the 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 options of providing those techniques to the military children and their families and just making the children be dirty. It's okay to scream, it's okay to 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 uh you know, to visualize their opinions. They, our children just want to be heard. So I feel like the same way with the children here that um, they, that's what they're missing. They just want love and, and us to be there. And I feel like um, uh, it's really hard nowadays when we have children and we, the moms are working. We really need to really support them. And it's, right. I know it's hard because, you know, we need to make an income. Um, but I've, I've decided to just just work because uh, um, I'm yeah we're okay. I'm willing to sacrifice that my husband is the only one who's working, and so I am just um, doing this as um, as a coach as a as, as actually I just want to help the parents out there because of my experience. I didn't want my experience uh, to go to waste. I really wanted to give back to the community. Um, and so, and then I, the other part is I want my children to learn to help others and to be kind to others. And, uh, I, I've learned a lot as I'm living in Germany and I'm living here in Switzerland. Um, I want them and I want us as Americans as well to understand there's different cultures and there's different people, there's different yeah, there's different people, different, I wear glasses and I have long hair and you have short hair and you have, you wear glasses. So I want them that there is differences around the world because in Switzerland, here where I'm living, there's not many African-Americans, there's not many Blacks, there's, you know, there's not even a lot of Muslims over here. So I want to really teach them uh, and teach my children that. Uh, so I wanted this coaching actually is for charity my focus is really charity um, that was the thing I talked to my children before I started it um, let's do something and try and and, and 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 do some charity work so they had other ideas and um, and there's some regulations with it Swiss was a little bit too strict so I didn't especially with children being involved was too strict right. so yeah so I stopped it um, so I chose this one here uh, because then I can involve them and we can decide um, how to do some type of charity. And the aim is to right now with the children and my goal, goal is to spread love and kindness. And um, we wanted to deal with what I'm doing is I'm hoping to launch a blog. I'm going to do podcasts as well. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And uh, in hopes that those passive income is going to help families who are ill, like children who are ill. 
I'm just learning everything at the moment so that I can start this passive income. And I really want to focus on charity um, because uh, I think taking care of children, the concept with taking care of children or dealing with children, it, it is very difficult. It is very difficult, but it, I feel like it's a talent of mine. It's a gift of mine. I can do it with closed eyes. And you can, parents and, and dads, moms and dads can really share with me what's happening. And I can envision that. And it's really easy for me. And so um, it's like a talent of mine. But uh, because I moved, uh, just to track back a little bit, because I'm living from one country to another country to another country, and I'm traveling a lot, I've noticed that languages, um, before I started this, going back to coaching um, as a child development and positive parenting coach. So if you looked at the title, it was very important. It wasn't just parenting coach, but child development. Why? Because you really have to know the stages of the children as they grow older, you know, that, that, that someone who specialized in child development. So it's not just parenting. Uh, yes, there are speech therapists. There are um, other therapists out there that deals with that. But I think just the focus, that's why I titled it child development, because I really think you really have to focus on those developments, those stages, and then the parenting skills with that together. That really goes in hand. But before I started this was I focused on languages. I saw it, it's a fun topic and I thought it was just a fun topic out there but it's a big need it wasn't just fun but it was just a big need for that because you know I'm I'm proud to be an American Vietnamese American and I saw I was like wow I was like I wish we could have done that you know in America and children need that in America and I want to bring that to Americans uh, to the schools that would be a great goal but I just wanted but to start low I just wanted to do coaching you know language coach and uh, I did that it was pretty fun um there's a big need for that actually there's not need but there's a big wish for that from a lot of parents there's a big wish for that and mm -hmm. um it was really fun but the thing is I realized when I'm doing that and I'm doing an assessment on these parents the children were not ready the parents were not ready and the children were not ready. So they booked me as a, a child language. So they want the outcome as language. But when you're doing the assessment, it's like, oh, there's a barrier. There's things that needs to be done before we can do the language, before we can introduce the language or, you know, and I, I, I couldn't admit that because they're, they're not, I can't get them results what they have without the basics. So I didn't want to hurt their feelings and I couldn't, give that result. So I was like, mm, what can I do? So I went back to basic. So which is what I'm doing right now is coaching child development um, and positive parenting coach. And if they want to do focus uh, coaching, which is the languages, I can do that. That's something that I offer with that. Um, mm. Then it's okay. But the language part is, I, I love that that little topic. It's, it's still um it's still in my heart for that because it's it's such a great benefit bringing out languages to everybody it, it there's a big need for that it trains the children's brain it brings out the benefit the benefits is so much the math the concentration the critical thinking skills the switching on and off and i see how they do it here firsthand as they in switzerland for instance they speak italian they speak french they speak english they speak, you know, uh, Romanian and, and French. I mean, it's just amazing how they do that at a very early age. 
and it's just really easy. And it's not just that part, but it's it's one is easy to just and the benefits. The kids are really calm. They understand. They can switch it. Their body can switch it. They're really good at math. They're really good at science. And it, it just brings a lot of benefits that we we really need to focus on. And we missed out as a, we studied in America. I did do Spanish and Latin, but it's only for two years. You know, we didn't do it anymore. And then we do it too late. And we started too late. Because for children here, you have to really start really early. Mm -hmm. Now that I have you here with me, have so much experience and talent for working with children. Um, I want to ask, like, any tips or, like, most important things to think about when parenting or um, even raising multilingual children? Um, with parenting, um, yeah, well, the, the first thing is nutrition. You take care of yourself before you even have children. You know, I, you know, because I'm Vietnamese background, so I do a lot of Eastern medicine. Uh, so I'm familiar with that. And having that said, you have to take care of yourself so that you can care of that baby so that you can train. And actually you do train the baby when you're in the stomach, you speak to the baby, you speak to your stomach, you do the music, you do all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes, it really works. It really works because it's not about creating a smart baby. No, what my goal was, as I work with children with challenged behaviors, the goal is that the children, because I was older and having my children, you know, I was, I was older. Yeah. Having my children, uh, not at an early age. So I was scared of a lot of, uh, um, a lot of things that could, could go wrong with that. You know, right. and so what I did was I did what I knew as an Asian person with Eastern medicine. So I did a lot of greens. I did a lot of juicing. Um, I did the whole nine yards with the music, all that stuff. And to both my children, and it works. My husband didn't understand, but at the end, he understood. <laughs> he understood at the end. Um, yeah, I ate a lot. It's ha you have to really take care of your stomach when you're pregnant because, yes, because I was high risk for ADHD, the children, because the older you are, there's a high risk for ADHD. Uh, there's high high risk for uh, Down syndrome, for instance. For instance, so you have to really eat the right types of food. Uh, I wasn't really paranoia, uh, but in a way that I took care of myself. I exercised, and uh, the one thing, just like I said, I didn't have time to cook. Then I juiced. Think about right. If you don't have time to juice, and you're supposed to eat all these greens and all this, and that I'm lazy as much as everyone else, so I just juice it up and drink it and go for it, and that's it. Whatever works mm -hmm. for the baby, whatever it does, right. you know. Because you don't, mm -hmm. I don't have time for that. And then right. going out to eat, you know, they might not. Uh, once you're too tired, or they just don't cook it the way that you're just supposed to have it that is healthy. So I just juice all the time I would every morning morning one cup juice broccoli everything go it down put some apples in there mix in there broccoli greens mixing and juicing and, and you drink it right away the baby has it all that all the vitamin and minerals are in there and I did the same thing uh, in the afternoon and in the evening I was tired just drink it up you know you you know you need that calcium to drink the milk you know and I ate a lot of um, salmon that was for the ADHD. I ate a lot of eggs for that as well for the protein. Um, but yeah, I don't really easy, really simple. And so you have to really take care of yourself 
as the mom and as the children, you, this, the, the moment that you knew you were pregnant and the moment you want it, two years before you're pregnant, you should really take care of yourself. Just like training a marathon. We never really oh, think yeah. about it, but it's yeah. really true. Yes. You can't just say, oh, I want to go to a marathon. See, that is that is that is so important that you have to, if you want to be pregnant, you don't have to tell it to your husband, but you have as a woman, you just take care of yourself, just like the marathon. You have to really yeah. how many years do people take care of for a marathon? You got trained for years and years. Yeah. Yes. So it was it's the same thing as being pregnant. Um, so you have to train yourself so that way you can handle the baby. It, it's I didn't like my pregnancy, I, you know. I liked the pregnancy being pregnant, but only up to a, a point, like up to three year, three months, and I'm ready. Okay, the baby needs to come out. <laughs> <laughs> After that, no. I don't need all that attention. I don't need all that. No. <laughs> you know, it's okay to, yes, I get the attention that I liked it, but I just wanted all that being big and being heavy it was hard for me to walk i didn't yeah. like all that everything pregnancy. swollen yeah correct correct i didn't like it but uh it was nice but uh yeah you have to really take care of yourself and uh and that's what i did it, it, you have to you know and it actually is true my babies were born when you touch them they're very strong because i exercise i ate so that you touch them the muscle you know i don't know if you have the feeling of it when you touch certain children, they're really strong. They're really strong. And I did the music with the children. I did the speaking with the children in different languages and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it's that's one thing that I would recommend. The second is when they're born, you read to them, even when they're sleeping. It's something about them subconsciously. Uh, the child is reading, so I he sits there and read medical books <laughs> when the wow yeah. But the thing is to build to build to build language, right? So right. that to, it's a, so that way the child has the the known vocabulary. It's just background noise. We would do different languages and different uh, background noise in different languages. So he would even read books. Uh, uh, or singing songs that are very soft and smooth, not so loud. And um, yeah, that was a start. So that way that both my children, they the, they start speaking at six, seven months. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. Do, do you know why, why I chose that? Because I had the experience of over 15 years working with children. And the biggest struggle that I saw, why I did that was the biggest struggle I saw was many children cannot express themselves. Because they cannot express themselves, they cannot communicate, they get frustrated, they get angry, they get they get tantrums, they they cry, they don't listen, and 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 teachers can't help because then they get frustrated from the teacher's point of view. Parents are frustrated. Those were the key things. So it wasn't anything about smartness. It was more like I didn't want my children to get frustrated. I want them to tell me they're hungry. I want them to tell me they need to go to the bathroom. I want them to tell me that they just whatever they hurt. They they need help. So that was the method I chose for. It wasn't that it wasn't anything to do with smartness because I, if both of you are educated, your child is going to be educated. You you can accept that, you know. But uh, I wanted them to speak. The first thing is speak. Tell me what is it that you want because that is for everybody, even for you and even for me, right? As an adult, even Most to this day. Thing. 
Yeah. If we can't communicate and we can't express ourselves and you cannot understand me, and as an adult, we get frustrated and we get sad. And that was a big thing. And then when you can have that, then you can have a motivated child and a confident mm -hmm. child. It doesn't matter what he or she does in his and her life. And my husband, because, you know, we both are educated. Um, we spoke about it before uh, we started it. Uh -huh. Wow. Yeah, I love I love both of those um, recommendations. And um, we're coming up on the last question. I am just curious, like, you've done so many things, how you can balance this hustle, like with your family time and stuff like that. Yeah, well, uh, both my husband and I, we're very um, uh, workaholic. <laughs> <laughs> and we like to learn. It's not just that, but we like to learn. We don't like to have time wasted. Uh, time's wasted. Uh, it's different from each individual, but we like to learn. I like to learn fun stuff, new things. I like to uh, read a lot or do audio books. Uh, I like to learn. Uh, you know, some motivational uh, uh, books um, or some skills, some something about learning, anything about learning, whether it's a science, whether it's about social media, but this is new to me, it's forum, it's new to me. Um, yes. And so um, how do I have time? Time management, learning the, yeah, just time management with the children is really hard. So I always try to prepare, be prepared for that way in advance because children are unpredictable. They can be sick the next day. They can have a not a good night. So I learned to just take care of me first and learn to switch my time around. Um, I learned, I learned, yeah, um, I wake up at two, three o'clock in the morning. Then, uh, I'm, then I take care of myself. Uh, I do what I need to do here or work or, you know, online, do remotely. And uh, and then by five, I exercise and it's time for me. So I do meditate and I do pray. And uh, then by six, I wake up the kids. And now that my ch child, he's 12, he just learns. I do that for him as well. I teach him the same technique. He wakes up and he unwinds whether it's reading book, playing the piano, or doing some music, it's his time in the morning. Like now it's winter, he'll have his, you know, hot chocolate in the morning, read the books in the morning, or so. So he does and wine. He talk, I talk with him. We talk about how our day is going to be or how he's doing, what he scores, what he's missing. Um, then it's his time alone with me. And then when he's ready, then I'll take the second child. And the second child wakes up a little bit later, um, and I do the same thing with her. It's my time with her, and um, I don't have difficulty changing both of them, you know, helping them. You know, the, the older one can change himself. The, the second one, she's seven, and it takes maybe five, ten minutes to do everything, and then we learn. We, we really learn in the morning. We learn before we go to school, and we learn extra focused stuff, like either practicing or, or music, our violin and our piano, or sometimes we read, we read, we practice, because I'm a big fan of reading. And so we practice uh, reading with my daughter in different languages. We do it in French, we do it in German, and then in English, uh, different stories in there. And sometimes we practice on math, 
Math is not just math, what they learn in school, but logic, thinking. I What I do is for both of them, I see they can handle it. What I do is I train the children, both of my children with their brains. It's just training them, disciplines, training them to think because they can and you should at really early age. And now it's just both of them, they're used to it. It's not things, it's no stress on them. I teach in a way that is very stressless. In the beginning, it might be, and afterward, it's really easy. And what I notice is they're calm. When you, they can relax and they're learning, and it's it's about learning that they what they like. It's not teaching about them that what they don't like in the morning that is chaotic. You know, they still have their breakfast and they still have their, you know, it's fine brushing their teeth in the morning, taking care of themselves. And I learned how to manage it that they're really quick. One child can take maybe needs just 10 minutes to get ready. Even if it's showering and doing hair, it takes 10 minutes to get ready. And then they sit down and they just enjoy themselves in the morning, just like what you and I do and just sit and relax. And if he needs to go take a little quick nap again, he takes another nap again. It's not a big deal, but it's his time. I feel like it starts off a better day when you relax in the morning. And sometimes uh, if they want to do sports, we do sports. And I, I, that one I did, I did do sports with them, but we only did like one quick run and come back or 10 minutes. Cause they, what I'm trying to teach them is discipline. Right. It's not so much of being hardcore, being a difficult mom, but what I really want out of them is discipline. What it means to be hard work. No, I love that. Um, Cause I feel like a lot of people don't grow up like learning that. Um, that you can have your own time in the morning, like to relax, to, I don't yeah. know, do whatever you need for yourself, like yeah. so that you're at 100% for the rest of the day. Yeah, I love that. Yes. Well, for the, so for the younger child, seven, uh, for the seven years old, uh, you remember her school starts at 8.20. So it doesn't mean that I have to wake her up at seven to enjoy it. I wake her up at 7.15. So from 7.15, 7.30, 7.15 to 7.30 is when she gets ready and get dressed and everything. And then from 7.30 to 8 o'clock is when she really studies with me or learns with me or we talk about it. And we 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 we, we just have that bonding time, whatever it is that you want. So it's not like you have to be waking them up so early. If you can have, if you can manage it where they're so good at dressing, then you can have that time. But for my son, because he's older, he's 12, I'm trying to teach him to be disciplined. So that way, when he gets to be teen and and and, and as an adult, he's already known those techniques so that it's normal. And he tells me that. He tells me that the other kids are in school. Yeah. They're struggling. Yes. Yep. He says, Mommy, I'm normal. Yes. That's <laughs> normal for me. Just so you know how... European studies and American is different. By fourth grade, fifth grade, they have to know what they're doing. And they, for those who can make it, they go to a special school. It's like a, a, a university already. They're chosen a university or a style already. Oh, so then, wow. they, yes, it's different. Yes. It's different. It's so much faster. Yes. It's hard. It's more challenging because they already, they're already being, um, being tested and stuff being monitored mm -hmm. <laughs> being monitored or looked at already if they have the potential to go to university already at a young age mm -hmm. yes 
like like yes but there's different levels there's different right. levels but they's already started like he's 12 he's in this uh th this uh program where where they're they're giving him homeworks all the time they don't want parents to involve and he has to know it he has to be on time he's also having to do extracurricular activities during lunchtime so he needs to know that he needs to bring his own lunch eat five minutes maybe and then he goes to the next class and yet yeah, there's a lot of in between stuff wow. Yes, 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 yes. He even joins band. So you join him early. So he's only 12. Wow. They joined band last year. Yes. So in between, started at fifth grade. So it's different. In Germany, you start at fourth grade doing that. By fourth grade, they already know what you can and cannot do. Wow. And so by fifth grade, they're already starting with like, he where the school, if we stayed in Germany, he would have had Chinese. He would have had uh, other languages, but one of them was Chinese. And um and there's a big uh, there's a big focus on uh, math and science and it, it's it, it's a huge uh, it's a huge um, program it's like an they're already in college at that age it's already huh. yes they're expecting that already they're expecting that already so they you can't the system is different that you the teachers teach you but. It doesn't mean that you have to understand it. If you don't understand it, you go home and tell it to your parents. You either get tutor to help you, or you ask your parents to help you, or you have to study for yourself. There is you can't just ask the teacher anymore. It's like a, that. That's how uh, it it works there. Well, thank you again, Whitney, for um, coming on the show, sharing all your knowledge and experience. Um, where can listeners find you online if they want to connect? Well, I have, uh, I have uh, right now I'm on Facebook. That's the best way right now. My blog is not finished yet because I'm still trying to learn how to launch that, but it's in the process. I've started it already. Yeah. yeah and I can uh, I'm on Facebook. Better. It's uh, it's called Strong Connections, Successful Kids. Um, yeah, that's how they would the... connect me on there is through Facebook group, and find me from there. Um, at the moment, I am not charging any parents at the moment. So as a coach, I'm not charging any. Um, but I will. I might. I haven't decided yet. I might charge only because uh, because I do have experience. But it depends on the children I will be charging. But I would basically uh, won't be doing it for any fee. Um, I would only like that the parents help me through uh, supporting me through the blogs or broadcasts um, because I feel like I just want to bring love and kindness there and taking care of children is very difficult. And um, and there's so many coaching, parenting coach out there. I don't want to compete, but I know that I'm good at it. <laughs> I know that I'm good at it and I know that I have the talents for it. Therefore, that's why I want to do it for free because parenting is very, very difficult. And I want the children to have a good start. I want that to have a really, you know, the children to feel loved, to have confidence, to be motivated. So I want my children to learn that, to help people, that mom is doing that with my talent to help them. But in support, I just want that support for my blog and for my podcast. Um, and in turn, with whatever I make from there, will go to charity, whatever. I probably will uh, ask for people, volunteers, to write in their essays, uh, and the kids would choose who.
who it is that they want the charity to go to, whether you know somebody, you know, if I mention it out, you mention somebody that is a child who's sick or ill and needs some help uh, or just to make them happy, then I will, we will read your essay uh, or do an interview and then the kids will help me and my children will help involve and pick that person. Because I don't want to choose something that's already existing because it's already existing. I want someone to, that you know personally or I know personally, and I want them to reach hand in hand um, because uh, I just want it to be a bit more personal. And then if it goes well, I really want to do books. What that means is kids nowadays are not reading, and I want to to somehow uh, have that income to donate books to the schools. Awesome. And like building that community. Um, I'll definitely link the page on the show notes so that people can find it easier. But yeah, thank you again, Whitney, for coming on the show. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. 